Sit a little bit? You're going to sit a little bit? Yeah, but it's too cold. All right. Look at the heat. Okay. Page 27. Umayhen. Kiabete Yachbashem, Lo Yimna Enu, Rov Hamamun, Mibitoch Bashem. Among the benefits from Bitachon is that a person who has Bitachon, a person who has this kind of trust in God, his money will not disturb him from trusting God, and neither his wealth nor his lack of wealth will cause him to sin. And that is because he doesn't rely on his money. Rather, how does he look at his money? He doesn't look at his money as that which is supporting him. Rather, he looks at his money as a deposit. Which he has been handed and been instructed to use in certain ways for certain purposes for a designated amount of time. This is by far one of the most important paragraphs that we have read in this Shara Bitachon so far. A person who has Bitachon, <clears throat> a person who trusts in God, does not trust in money. And because he doesn't trust in money, he treats the money in a much more healthy way. He doesn't have an unhealthy relationship with money. And uh, two things. First of all, the Rebbe never stopped celebrating the fact that in the United States of America... It says, in God we trust, not just on any national symbol, but on the money. That on the money itself, it says, we don't trust in money, we trust in God. They could have put that on the flag. They could have put that on the national seal. They put it on the money, on the national currency, so that every time you look at a dollar bill, or at a, at a dime, nickel, or a quarter, you remember that this money is not what we trust in. Rather, it's God that we trust in, and the money is coming from God. As he says here, God has given it to you to be used in certain ways, for certain purposes, and for a designated amount of time. Not something you should be trusting in, but rather something you should be using to further your trust in God. Number two, when the Rebbe took a tour of the Lubavitch Boys Overnight Camp, Sleepaway Camp in the Catskill Mountains, he took an extensive tour of the camp, campgrounds. It was the only time that the Rebbe took a break from his work in all the years. He went to visit this camp and see what's going on there. And, he, and so he made a few comments, some of them, some of them actually quite humorous. Uh, one of them was, he came to the canteen. You know, in camp they have a canteen, they sell food. And uh, above the canteen, somebody had scrawled uh, a little poster that said, money is the root of all evil. Leave your evil with us. <laughs> so the Rebbe laughed and he, when he saw it, and he said, love Dafka. I'm not sure if those were his words, but that was the message, that this, that this message, money is the root of all evil, love Dafka which means entirely not necessarily true. Not necessarily accurate that money is the root of all evil. 
which to me means, can money be a root of evil? Absolutely. Everything can be a root of evil, but not necessarily a root of evil. So you have to put yourself in money's shoes. Put yourself in money's shoes and imagine yourself being blamed for all the evil in the world. And you, not being able to speak, want to say, no, it's not me who is the root of evil. It's that people have an unhealthy relationship with me. People make me into what I am not. And people treat me in the wrong way. And that turns me unwittingly, unwillingly, into the root of evil. People trust in me, but people are not supposed to trust in me. People are supposed to use me and trust in God. But what happens in a person who's, who has unhealthy priorities in life? He trusts in the money and he uses God. In other words, what happens? What's the, the actual difference? The difference is that when he's low on money, he panics and he shouts to God that he needs money right away. Praise to God for money. Really what should be happening? When he's short on faith, when he feels that he's, that he's not being all that he can be in regards to being a Jew and serving God, which is his real source of reliance and trust, then he should shout at his money to do more mitzvahs. So the Rebbe used to tell people, you're having a problem? Gift more tzedakah. Well, what's the connection? Having a pro- any problem, give tzedakah, give more tzedakah. Use your money for the purposes of your trust in God, and your trust in God will become stronger, but what do we do all the time? We use our trust in God to fill our bank account. In other words, one is a means to an end, and one is the end. Which one is it? That for a Jew, no question, the end has to be the trust in God. The means to an end should be the money. So the money is only a means, therefore it can never conflict with the, with the end to which it is a means. And that's what he's saying over here. A person who trusts in Hashem, a person who treats God exactly the way most people treat money, that if he, has, if he feels close to Hashem, he's not worried about anything. He feels close to Hashem, he feels bold and confident and he can speak up and talk to anybody because he's not intimidated by anybody. Exactly like a person who has money. You know the expression, novorish? Person who's just come into money? Person who's, uh, he has new money, he's never been rich before, now he's rich. And everybody looks at him and says, oh, oh nouveau riche. Look at him with his newfound uh, gava, with his newfound arrogance. Suddenly he knows the answer to all questions. Suddenly he needs nobody's advice. Suddenly he doesn't need anybody, not afraid of anybody. He speaks up all the time. He doesn't care if he sounds smart or dumb. The best way to describe it is the song, If I Were a Rich Man. When you're rich, everybody wants your advice. So that kind of boldness that a rich man has because he doesn't need anybody. So his attitude is, I don't care if you like me or don't like me. I'm rich. That exact attitude, but in a healthy way, is the way a person should be because of his trust in God. He's connected to God, and therefore nobody intimidates him. Nobody nobody, uh, uh, scares him. He's not afraid of anybody. He doesn't bow to anybody. He doesn't submit to anybody because he believes in God. Because he believes in God, he also respects people and is kind to people, so on and so forth. So people literally do treat their God, do treat money like God. And with a little bit of compassion, we should realize that it's not money's fault 
that we mistreat it that way and then turn it into, so, so to speak, the source of evil. A person who has bitachin doesn't see money as his reliance. He sees money as something temporary, a deposit. If his wealth continues to remain with him, he will never rebel against God as a result of his money. Nor will he remind the one to whom he has been instructed to be kind to of his kindness. In other words, he will not feel, when he gives tzedakah to somebody, he won't feel like, you owe me one because I gave you of my hard-earned money. He doesn't look at his money like that. He looks at his money as something Hashem gave him to give that guy. Like shliach mitzugelt, literally. Who feels bad when they come to Israel and take that shliach mitzugelt out of their pocket and put it in tzedakah? It's not their money. Someone gave you the money to give to tzedakah. A person who has trust in God feels like that about all his money. Someone gave me this money to give to tzedakah. Someone gave me this money to spend on my family, to support my family. I'm not going to be cheap, and I'm not going to be stingy. Nor will he be asked to be repaid, and he will not expect to be thanked, thanked or, or praised, because he doesn't really consider it to be a big act of sacrifice, seeing as it's not his, it's Hashem's. And Hashem is asking him to hold on to it and do certain things with it. Aval rather, he thanks his creator, Yitbarech may he be blessed, Asher Samahu Siba Letovot. He says to Hashem, Thank you that you chose me to be the cause for other people's happiness. And that's it. He doesn't feel any other sense of entitlement. When he gives his money away, he gives it with gratitude, he gives it with thanks. Recently, I heard a story from somebody that I know that uh, somebody else did him this gigantic favor, financial favor, a huge favor. So the recipient, you know how it works, the recipient felt extremely uncomfortable. But he was in desperate straits, you gotta take it. So he's talking to to his benefactor, and they're, they're close friends. He's talking to his benefactor, and he was saying, you know, I don't know how to thank you, and his benefactor launched into this half an hour diatribe about how you don't have to thank me. There's no other reason why Hashem would give me more money than I need than to help people. So why should I be thanked for the fact that Hashem gave me his money to help you and I'm helping you? You thank Hashem, but <laughs> me. And he, and, he was, and he sounded almost like he was trying to work this through in his own mind how he feels so uncomfortable being thanked for something which is not his, it's not to his credit. So why are you talking about it? Because he says, don't worry. Because he, wants the, because he wants the other guy to really understand that he means it and why he feels that way. But if he talks about it and he makes it longer and it's a subject, it means that somewhere inside of him he's talking about what he did. Yeah, well, he just said, it's okay. I only, I, know, it. I only know that the recipient at the end of the half an hour felt much better. Right. So whatever it was, it worked because he explained to him how he himself doesn't feel that he deserves any thanks and therefore you really don't have to be uncomfortable around me. Our friendship can continue as it was before because I don't feel like I sacrificed anything for you. So, you know, we're, we're cool. We're good. 
This is the way a person who believes in Hashem feels. A person who doesn't have this trust in Hashem feels like the money is his, is his oxygen. So if he gives away his money, he's literally giving away a shtik leb. He's giving away chatichat chayim. He's giving away a chunk of his life to somebody else. Well, that's a huge sacrifice. It's like giving a, giving a kidney. He feels, yes, I deserve a little bit of thanks. And what happens if he doesn't, if he doesn't, if he loses the money, if the money gets lost? From him, he doesn't worry. And he doesn't mourn the loss of his money. Rather, once again, he expresses gratitude. He thanks Hashem He thanks God when God takes the deposit back, just like he thanked God when God gave him the deposit in the first place. He doesn't consider it to be a tragedy because it was never his money in the first place. The story about uh, Jeff's father, about how it took how many, 20, 30, 40 years before he found out, that he gave a guy, a, blank, a Hispanic, a Latino guy, a blank check to go and, and uh, purchase a house, his first house at uh, auction. The fact that nobody in the family knew about it means, like Ami is saying, not only did he, with, not only did he refrain from talking about it, but you know, the, in Chabad they say there's two kinds of uh, people that know how to keep a secret. There's the, the people that know how to keep a secret but you know they're keeping a secret. That's not a real balsot. A person who says, you know, winks at you, but, but I won't tell you. Keep the secret. I'm not telling you. What are you not telling me? I can't tell you. Okay. Then there's the real people who keep secrets that you'll never even know that they're harboring a secret. That's the real balsot. You ask somebody to keep a secret, nobody even knows that you're carrying, that he's carrying your secret. A person who for all the years, the people closest to him don't even realize this marvelous act of kindness that he did with his money, means not only did he not tell anybody, but no one was even able to tell that he was hiding something. Which means that it never occurred to him that this is something that, to boast about. Why? Because what is there to boast about? The money was given to me by God to give this guy, and I gave it to him. What's the big deal? I'm, as they all heroes say, I was just doing my job. I was just doing my job. And not only is he grateful to God, even when God takes the, the money back, but he rejoices. And he doesn't seek that others should have less money than him. And he won't want other people's money. says, A righteous man eats to, to, to satiate his own uh, to satiate his appetite, meaning that whatever he eats makes him full. So this is, the, this is one of the most marvelous benefits of trust, is that money doesn't make a person sick. The abundance of money doesn't make him sick, and the lack of money doesn't make him sick, because his source of strength and, uh, and uh, stability comes from his connection to God, not from his uh, bank account balance. Sure.